We've got a lot of ground to cover here on a Friday show. Of course, last sound bites before, well, our pregame coverage, which will have plenty of sound bites and talking about the upcoming game between the Bulls and SMU. Could be a lot of rain in this one, incidentally, and will that be a factor? Both teams like to run the ball and throw it, so maybe a little bit more running. You'll hear from SMU head coach Sonny Dykes on that aspect of their game. Of course, everyone talks about their quarterback since he leads the country in touchdown passes, but that's not all the Mustangs can do. They have a scary offense, but that's not it. We've got a exciting game, or at least an exciting second half and overtime last night to recap for you as far as women's soccer goes. Also previewing action for volleyball on the road this weekend. And oh yeah, as you're hearing this, there's tennis going on at the USF Tennis Center. We hinted at this event, but I really wasn't at liberty to announce it until it was announced. And oh, by the way, it was announced Thursday and it's underway all weekend long. It's a three-day event. We'll give you the format of the Hopman Cup, which is being hosted by Christina Moros and the USF Bulls. Golf is also playing, and we got schedule news for you when it comes to men's and women's basketball as well as softball. Also tell you, speaking of schedule, on Friday on Bulls Unlimited, plenty of chances to hear the new Bulls Speed Ahead with Chris Pierce, the new Deputy AD with USF, a big-time hire by Michael Kelly. She spent nearly 20 years in some very important roles with the ACC, and I'm telling you, it's it's amazing. Well, not truly amazing because Michael Kelly has the connections, but it is really impressive, I should say, that she is part of the USF staff, so that is definite must-listening. We also touch on the basketball schedules being announced, the non-conference schedules, so you know exactly when, not the times, but the dates, that both teams will be playing their full schedules for the upcoming season. But we'll begin with some final sound bites from Jeff Scott as he always gives a Thursday update to the media via Zoom. And of course, one big thing that we learned from his press conference Tuesday was that they were going to go with live tackling this week, just in general, how practices went. They've been good. Uh, you know, a week ago, I felt like uh, we got off uh, before BYU a little bit slower for whatever reason. The uh, Tuesday and Wednesday wasn't as uh, crisp as it needed to be. Uh, this week has been really good. Uh, you know, we uh, kind of changed some things up a little bit on Monday uh, just because of coming off that, that long late night trip from BYU. Uh, but Tuesday, uh, Wednesday was uh, very physical and uh, you know, very intense. And uh, really, you know, we have GPS uh, devices, catapult devices on all of our players. So uh, we can kind of, uh, you know, see how fast they're running, how much they're pushing themselves in practice and compare it to uh, weeks prior and those type of things. And uh, it's been a, a really good week. The guys, uh, you know, have been working extremely hard. They know the type of challenge that we have ahead of us. And, uh, you know, I've been pleased overall with uh, practice this week. Of course, missed tackles being the big issue on defense. Well, A and B being the lack of depth in the secondary with injuries. And a guy like Ben Knox, who, frankly, I thought would be in the lineup a little bit more by now, was brought up by one of the questioners, and it got Jeff Scott into responding to whether or not a guy like that could see more time. And you're going to hear some other names that, again, they're trying to make sure our game ready, especially against a team like SMU that can test you deep. Uh, it's it's uh, obviously uh, you know something that we've been uh, focusing on right now with some of these other guys being out. So those guys have gotten some uh, a lot of practice time, and and uh, you know the evaluations of of what we see in practice is really kind of what we go off of as far as who's ready to go in and play. Uh, Ben's been battling uh, a couple, uh, you know, just some smaller injuries, nothing that's kept him out of practice, but maybe some things that have limited him from being uh, 100%. But he 
he, along with some of those other guys, uh, are guys that we need to to really, uh, you know, step up. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, Daquan Stanley is a, another one, a, a true freshman this year, uh, that we've been kind of increasing his role a little bit within special teams. And uh, he's a guy that I think uh, is starting to kind of pick up what we're doing defensively. And he's a guy that could get in there uh, a little bit at, at certain times. But, you know, ultimately with, the, with these young guys, the, each guy's a little bit different as far as how quickly they can pick up what we're doing, how they – how well they uh, practice and, and execute what we're asking them to do. And uh, obviously uh, defensive back is one of those positions, uh, you know, where if you make a mistake, it's a touchdown, you know, whereas maybe on the other side of the ball, a wide receiver, you could have a freshman wide receiver go in and, and run the wrong route. And we're, hand, we're handing the ball off or throwing it to the other side and, and nobody notices other than maybe uh, the coaches. Uh, but, but DB is one of those positions that, you know, if, if we can't trust you a hundred percent, uh, then, you know, you really could cost the whole team. But, you know, those guys are working. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, here over the, the uh, you know, second uh, half of the season, uh, those guys may get some opportunity and, and be able to go in and, and get some uh, real game time that they can build off of. Side note, you mentioned Daquan Stanley, who was a freshman from St. Augustine High School. The new episode of United the Vlog just got posted. If you go to the USF football Twitter page, they posted it on Thursday night. It included some great stuff from the actual game, game footage. Uh, really emotional, Jeff Scott, pumping his guys up in the locker room afterwards. You kind of hear a different tone to his voice from this video if you want to check it out. Also, Daniel DePrado, the special teams coordinator, breaking down the effort that led to the blocked field goal, which was so key in that game. Darian Grant got it. I know that it was called as Blake Green. If you watch the replay, it does look like Green's the guy who gets it initially, but it was Darian Grant's fingertip. But also, Daquan Stanley... His trip with the team to Provo, Utah was his first flight, and it was hilarious. Now, I know he was nervous as heck, and you'll see that. The landing especially got to him. It was his first landing. Those can, you know, that first jolt kind of get you. But just to see him looking out the window and saying, wow, we're we're in the clouds. I, I never thought we'd get this high. I mean, it is hilarious. So hopefully you can check that out. United the Vlog, always some awesome behind-the-scenes stuff put together by Cody and the guys with the USF football department. Now back to Coach Scott. Mentioned it could be raining. Scott Perks of the Tampa Bay Times. I saw him sitting down with Timmy McLean a few days ago working on a story, and he wanted to talk to Coach Scott about how his grip of the football is a little bit different. As you can tell, they're not really messing with that. And then he gets into it being a weatherproof type of ball, which could be important. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is uh, don't screw them up. Uh, that, that's number one. It's, it's kind of the same thing with a pitcher. You know, if you're getting uh, successful results, I mean, Timmy's a guy that has a very quick release. Uh, he triggers the ball very quickly. Sometimes you see guys that maybe have a, a longer uh, release. So by the time they go to throw the ball, right, they're given a, a signal to the DB to, to start breaking. Uh, he's a guy that has a quick release. Uh, he has a, an accurate ball. I think we talked about that in the BYU game. Uh, I think outside of two passes, uh, every other ball was right where it needed to be. Uh, and he throws a tight spiral. So, uh, you know, I, th I think there's some big picture things that you look for uh, when you're when you're talking to quarterbacks as far as their feet, uh, as far as their shoulders, their hips, um, and, and, and follow through and those type of things. But within that, uh, each guy's a little bit different, right? Kind of, again, using the baseball analogy, you look at the, the baseball players in the batter's box, and, you know, some of them have their hands high, some of them are right here. You know, and that's what they've been doing, you know, for their entire life. And as long as they can get the, the right results, 
uh, then, then you try not to screw them up. Now, if you have someone that's not very accurate or they have a, a long, uh, you know, a long release and slow release, uh, or maybe their feet aren't in a good spot, then you will kind of slow down and, and go back and kind of coach them up on some technique and fundamentals. And uh, we definitely, uh, Timmy's thing is, is more with his feet. And uh, I think if you really study the BYU game, uh, he did a lot better job of kind of getting his feet set before he threw the ball, uh, where maybe uh, in the FAMU game, he was kind of throwing the ball a little bit off balance at certain times. Uh, but uh, the, the biggest thing is whenever they are throwing the ball well and throwing an accurate, you don't want to really uh, mess up, uh, you know, the, the overall mechanics of, of throwing a ball, uh, especially during the season. But uh, his mechanics are very clean uh, above the waist. We just need to, to clean up some stuff with his feet uh, below the waist. And uh, if they know they can get a consistent spiral, consistent ball locations, those things, it just creates a lot of confidence. And then also it's uh, kind of wet, weatherproof, right? Some, some games you may play and it's really windy. Some games may be in the rain. We may have some rain uh, this Saturday at SMU. Um, you know, and so uh, throwing a tight spiral uh, is definitely the, the ideal. And that allows for uh, the highest level of accuracy uh, when, whenever you're throwing a consistent spiral. And uh, Timmy does that. And he'll be trying to do it against the SMU Mustangs. And again, we're talking about the quarterbacks here, Tanner Mordecai transfer from Oklahoma. Of course, he got kind of pushed out by guys by the name of Kyler Murray and Spencer Rattler, and he just came right into the fray with SMU. But in their 42-34 win against TCU, this is a about a 90-second segment from the radio show. You'll hear the host mentioning how they didn't exactly throw the ball much in the second half, and if you know what the Bulls did to BYU, it sounds like you could have a couple of the teams, especially if rain is really bad, trying and hopefully succeeding like they did the previous week in just running the ball. And Ulysses Bentley, the fourth, 53 carries for 411 yards. And Trey Siggers, 52 carries for 261 yards. It's funny, the passing game has all the touchdowns. The running game just has four compared to the 20 throwing for Mordecai. But the yards are proximic. It's about a 60-40 split in favor of passing. But again, as you hear from the head coach of the Mustangs, Sonny Dykes here, they like to run it too. I think we all kind of expected what happened to happen, uh, honestly. And I think that was what was satisfying about it was that, you know, um, we didn't do anything out of the ordinary. We, as a matter of fact, we turned the ball over three times. And, yep. and uh, we didn't have any, you know, trick plays. We didn't, you know, have any miracles and none of that stuff happened. Our guys just lined up and – Played tough, hard-nosed football and, and ran for 350 yards, which was really pretty remarkable. And, um, you know, it was fun to do. Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. 350 yards, <laughs> yeah. 52 carries. And the, the one I went back and looked it up today, the second half you only passed the ball eight times. Yeah. That's, that's not typical for you. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I had a little jitters and stuff after the game because of it, but I worked through it. It's all right. But no. it got to a point there in the fourth quarter where I kind of felt like, well, you guys know we're going to run the ball and we're going to keep doing it until you can tackle us. Is that kind of the attitude y'all took? I mean, obviously you needed to run time too. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, I think, um, yeah. I mean, I think everybody was, was you know, excited uh, and it, it had a lot of confidence about what we were able to do running the football. And when you can do that, there's nothing that's more demoralizing to a football team when someone can line up and just run right at them. And, you know, we've talked about this really since I got here about running the football when everybody in the stadium knows you're going to do it. And that's hard to do. You know, it just is. In in modern football, you know, you can load the box and there's a lot of different things you can do to make it difficult to run the football. And, um, and, you know, TCU knew we were going to run it. 
they knew we were going to run it at the end of the game right there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we, we grinded out three first downs just like we needed to, ran the clock out and never put the ball uh, back in their hands again. So that was, to me, that was what was pretty special about it. Much more on SMU, of course, in our pregame show. Again, the first hour exclusively on USF Bulls Unlimited. You get my chat with Glenn Spencer, but here's a little bit, as we said, from Coach Spencer, the defensive coordinator, looking at SMU's side of things, starting off by talking about the quarterback. Yeah, I, you know, I remember when he was at OU. They, they just, first of all, the talent level, you know, they've done a tremendous job. And Coach Dykes, you know, getting that roster flipped in the short amount of time he's been there and benefited from that area, the DFW area, and great job of managing the talent. Really balanced. You know, Seven's just a dynamic running back. Uh, leading rusher in the conference last year. You see why makes people miss, can make a jump cut, two gaps over. And then can, can get a top end speed pretty fast. Big, thick fullback, big, huge tight ends, another OU transfer tight end, and then explosive receiver. So just balance, you know, seniors all across the offensive line. So there's a reason they're fifth in the nation. There's a reason they're executing a, at a high level right now, very confident. So when they get in that rhythm, as you saw against TCU, you know, they get in their rhythm and you don't get them off, uh, off rhythm at all. Then, um, you know, gained a lot of yardage. When he's talking about number seven, he's talking about Ulysses Bentley. And when he's talking about DFW, well, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth, that's where the Bulls will be on Saturday. And we'll hope to bring you a victory on USF Bulls Unlimited. A lot more going on, as we said, basketball schedule news. Previews of what's happening this weekend with volleyball, the tennis event. Highlights and post-game comments from the goal scorer and the head coach after last night's women's soccer match as well. And don't forget at the end of the hour, conference news with Around the American. We'll let you know about some other soccer matches from last night, what's happening this weekend, and, of course, that includes the football rundown. You're listening to Bulls Beat. I'm Derek Sharp.